Just like the positive and negative ends of a battery must be clear and connected in order for the battery to work properly, you have both feminine and masculine energy within you that both must be nurtured and balanced in order for you to work at your highest potential. Welcome to Health, Harmony, and Happiness with Kathy. I'm your host, Kathy Stricker. I'm a state patrol wife, mama to three lively kiddos, a yoga teacher, certified NLP coach, and an energetic rhythms expert. As an energetic rhythms coach, I help action-taking women use their body's rhythms and the moon's cycle to optimize productivity and avoid burnout without letting their desire to remain in control alter their focus. And this podcast is all about doing just that and perhaps a bit more so that you can create your own path to health, harmony, and happiness. So come along with me and may this episode serve as a nudge to discover tools that could help you on your path towards more intentional living. Enjoy the show. Hey friends, welcome to episode 45. This episode is all about identifying and tapping into your feminine energy, and of course, why you would want to do this. And something that goes right along with your feminine energy is the Daily Rhythms Tracker. And if you haven't grabbed it yet to start finding your own personal rhythms, I want to invite you to do that right now or after you listen to this episode. The tools I talk about in this episode are things that contribute to your energetic rhythms, believe it or not. And the Daily Rhythms Tracker will give you a place to begin to track some of those things so you can discover what may be out of balance and begin to bring them back into balance. You can download it at cairnyogawellness.com slash rhythms tracker. And now here's the episode. I'm so glad to be back here with you. And um, I got a lot of thoughts going on in my brain right now or today. So I kind of wanted to jump on and share some of them with you. Um, If you look at the title of this, you can see that I have titled it how to tap into your feminine energy and why you need to do that. And um, this has been on my mind for multiple reasons, but one of them is that I have had these issues going on with the left side of my body, like lots of them. And for me, it's always been, I don't want to say always, but for most of my life, it's been the left side of my body that has issues. Like in second, it's kind of, it all kind of started in second grade. Um, Maybe it started before then, but at least second grade is when I remember it because I had the most significant one to me at that age that happened is that I broke my kneecap. I fell off my bike and I broke my kneecap. So that's my first left-sided body thing. Um, and then in college, I had a, okay, in high school, I had a multidirectional shoulder. I still think it probably could be, but I'm pretty sure it was my right. So um, I really strengthened my right side. This is all going to make sense in a moment. I really strengthened the right side of my, my shoulder and like the instability is, is basically gone. And this shoulder is so much stronger than this shoulder. Keep that in mind for in a moment. Um, But fast forward to college from second grade to college, there may have been stuff in between there, but I'm not, Oh, I do know. Also in second grade, I have this giant scar on my thigh. (laughs) You're really getting to know me today. I have this giant scar on my thigh um, because again, in second grade, and I'm sure this was 
this was probably the summer after second grade, maybe we were jumping over the back of a couch and there was an upholstery staple sticking out and the staple got me all the way up the thigh. It looks, looks much worse than it is, but we were in our bathing suits or at least shorts. We were getting ready to go to the pool and I was, I was at the babysitter's house and she was like, we need to go to the doctor. Like, don't you think we need to go to the doctor? And I was like, no, I don't really want to go. Like, I still want to go to the pool because I equated, like, if I went to the doctor, they were going to say, you can't go to the pool all probably because of my experience going to the doctor when I broke my knee, Uh, not long before that, but I was dead set on the fact that they were going to be like, nope, bandage it up. You're not going to be able to go swimming today. And I wanted to go swimming. It was summer. It was hot. Um, So didn't go to the doctor. Needless to say, it left a giant scar on my leg, Um, left leg. That's kind of how I would know then, like if I was unsure of right and left, I would look down at my leg and be like, this is my left. Like I would know. (laughs) So silly. Um, And then in college, I was playing flag football my senior year of college and I tore my ACL my left ACL. So there's the knee again. Like the reason I'm telling you this is because the left side of your body is your feminine side. It's the feminine energy within you and your body communicates messages with you. It communicates things that you need to hear. Okay. The knees are significant because they are transition times. So there must've been some sort of transition going on in my life in second grade. Um, maybe, it was the the need or the desire to like feel like I needed to be older or wanted to be older, but I still wanted to have that childlike playful side. Um, so there, there was some sort of, sort of internal struggle going on in college. Um, gosh, I don't know. There's, there's boatloads of things that I could, uh, that I could relate that to, but they're about transition and moving forward in life. And um, so I tore my left ACL And then since then in my adult life, I guess, um, I've just noticed that significantly my left shoulder is, is much weaker. So whenever I jump into handstand in my yoga practice, my left shoulder always kind of wants to, my left elbow wants to bend, but that's because my shoulder is not strong enough. So I'm currently going to physical therapy to strengthen my shoulder, even though, yes, I probably know the exercises I could do. I'm just making sure that I have, um, a systematic approach to strengthening them and that I'm not missing anything. Um, I've got this left foot thing going on last summer. I was doing a back walkover in my yoga practice right next to our kids, like the little table at our house, the the little table and chairs. And I want balance in my life. Um, like in all aspects, it's my moon sign. I'm a Libra. My moon sign is a Libra. So the, the underlying need or desire for balance is just there. You are really learning a lot about me today. Um, but maybe this is prompting you to also consider some of these things. And so when I'm doing back walkovers, like I don't want to just lead with my right leg and all throughout growing up, I was a gymnast and I always wanted to lead with my right leg because that's my, that's, that's like the leg that I have more control with, right? My left side has naturally been a little bit weaker. The masculine energy in me is definitely a little bit stronger. I'm an action taker, just like you. So the, the masculine or the doing side of me, um, is always a little bit stronger, but I, I last summer really focused in on like, I want to be able to do a back walkover, which is like a gym. Sorry. I got to talk with my hands. 
like a gymnast's backbend. And then you kick your legs over like one at a time, right? If you don't know what a back walkover is, look it up. Um, but I kind of just explained it. So I want to be able to feel balanced and, and be able to do that with my left, like kicking with my left leg. And, um, yeah, it went South because the little kid's table was next to me. And like, I don't know if like somehow my body just didn't make it all the way over. And my left foot came crashing down on the chair right next to that table. Like I didn't have enough room next to me. And, um, I had this giant hematoma swell up on the top of my foot. And I thought my foot was maybe broken, but I could walk on it. A few days later, I went to the doctor. It wasn't broken, but this giant, giant ball or hematoma, um, had like poofed up onto my foot. And, uh, it took a long time. I can still see like the, the, how the, my skin is discolored there from where that was. It's so bizarre. Um, but then this summer, it's something about summers. Maybe this summer, my left, the top of my left foot has been hurting ever since March. I went for a walk run type thing, um, at my parents' house one weekend. And since that weekend, it has just, the top of my foot has been bothering me. And I thought it was, I was convinced that it was the boots that I brought. Cause I only brought boots and tennis shoes. Um, I don't exactly know what it is, but I, I know it's my body trying to communicate something with me. So I'm paying attention and I'm listening and I'm also doing some physical therapy stuff for that right now, because I've discovered that my ankle, another place of transition in your body friends is, um, not as strong. And it's, it's that whole left leg is just not as strong as the right. And it probably all started back when I broke that knee. Um, and I was in a, I was in a straight cast from my hip or from my, um, like upper thigh, my pelvis all the way down to my ankle for at least six weeks. I'm not sure exactly how long I know I was in there long enough that I like adapted and, and still did gymnastics with my cast on. We have video of that. And I distinctly remember that, like, this wasn't going to stop me. Um, and I did, I remember I did have it off before summer because I, I, it was spring when it happened and I wanted to go swimming or I wanted to make sure that it was off before summer. And it, it definitely was, but nonetheless, all this to say that the left side of my body, the left feminine energy within us has been on my mind. And I've had some other realizations um, that just made me think that I want to share this information with you. And I want to um, just give you some insight onto this because tapping into that feminine energy is so important. And if you're an action taker, which I know most of you are that are in this group, if you are a doer, um, it's sometimes hard to remember to use that feminine energy. So battery has a positive and a negative side. They have, it has a male and a female side, right? You have to have both of those pieces in place and they both have to be working like the little, the things that connect the connectors to the battery or like the, where the metal part of the battery rests, can't be corroded, can't have any gunk on it or anything because it has to be able to plug into that source and, and work. And both ends actually have to be working. You couldn't use a battery with just one end um, because it, it's not going to work. So just like in our lives, we have to have both the masculine and the feminine. We have to have that yin and that yang, right? Like there needs to be a giving and there needs to be a receiving. And oftentimes we are doing so much of the giving that we forget about the receiving. We forget about the masculine energy, or at least forget about being intentional with it. Um, so 
here's a little bit more about it. Like what is feminine energy? Um, to me, feminine energy is compassion. That's the first word that comes to mind. It's compassion. It is receiving. It's being playful. It is fluid and adaptable. Um, it's loving, emotional, creative. It's all of those things. It's it's the moon, right? The moon is the feminine body of the of our world of our of the universe. It um, it has the ability to harmonize with others, and it requires the male counterpart in order to be fully functional, right? So the the feminine brings in the harmony piece to it. Um, it's all about sisterhood and collaboration. It's about vulnerability and acceptance and especially self-acceptance. Um, so that's the feminine. It's the emotional side of things, right? The masculine, on the other hand, is it's the sun. It is the action. It's the doing. It is the competitiveness in you. It's the drive and the motivation to move forward and to take action. It is the um, inner critic in you. It's that part of you that um, that likes to have things just so, or in a in a in a maybe a perfect way, or in the right way, I guess. Um, it is control. It could be aggression. It could be anger. Um, it is, it is the, the action. Like I said, the doing part, it's not so focused on the emotions. It's not so focused on, um, on maybe the, the analytical or the, the, the not, I don't want to say analytical because masculine would be more, a little bit more analytical. Um, feminine is the intuitive. The masculine is that, that thinking that we want to fix it um, kind of mentality. So that's the masculine energy. That's the feminine energy. When I say feminine energy, now that I've told you all of that, what is it that you think of? Drop that in the comments. What are some of the first words that come to mind when I say feminine energy? Um, let's just get the conversation going there with what it is you think of when you think of feminine energy, maybe, maybe you think of like clothes or shoes or getting your nails done or, um, uh, girly stuff, whatever that may be. There's no right or wrong. I just want a little bit better idea of what it is you think of when you think of that feminine energy. So consider that, ponder that. And I want to talk to you now about how to tap in to that feminine energy because using your feminine energy, whatever you consider it to be, is so crucial for balancing the masculine energy as well. And you've got to have a definition of both before you can really um, fully dive in, before you can really fully engage and embrace both of them. My guess is, though, if you're an action taker, you have. Your, your sense of um, action taking, your sense of doing is much stronger than the sense of compassion, the sense of receiving, of taking time for yourself. If you're in this group, you likely think that you don't have time necessarily for yourself, um, that you don't, you don't want to take the time. You want the help, but maybe you are not 
but you don't see how you can make that fit because of all of the other things that you're doing, right? Because of the, all of the other things that you're doing in life. So number one thing with tapping into your feminine energy, oh, the air is kicking on. So hopefully it doesn't get harder to hear me. Um, I'll adjust this mic a little bit is that you first have to find your rhythm. Now, this is the first step in my flow process of what I work with clients with, but find your rhythm. That's the F in it. Um, and the way to do that is to start tracking your rhythms, right? Start tracking your cycle, start tracking the moon cycle and start tracking the patterns that you notice of your emotions, um, noticing um, uh, the, the patterns of your energy also and the rhythms of those. So that's the first way. Um, number two, I've got... Uh, 15 or 16 of these. So stay with me um, and we'll, we'll move through them relatively quickly, hopefully. But the second one, and some of these you've heard me say before, because they're part of my process um, is to tune into your inner guidance or listen to your inner guidance. That's step number two, listen, L F L find your rhythm, listen to your inner guidance. Um, she knows things, believe it or not. She knows more than your thinking brain tries to tries to let you believe. Um, but this is something that I help my clients with regularly and something that you can easily and do by easily do by inviting some of the things that I'm going to list later on, um, by inviting those into your life, inviting those to be more present into your life. So one of the things that you might want to do is, is, um, figure out what that voice of your inner guidance sounds like your inner guidance is the voice of intuition, the voice that doesn't have to think in order to answer. It just knows. It's when you walk into that house that as you're house hunting and you think, you don't even think, you realize this is the house I'm supposed to be living in. This is the house I need to move to, whatever it may be. Um, you, you walk into a store and you see an item of clothing on the, on the rack and you, that is it. That is exactly what I'm looking for. That's the unthinking. That's the intuition. That's the knowing. The inner guidance is the thing that that um, speaks to you, and you don't even know how you knew that something that you needed to do that. You just did it. You just took care of whatever it needed, whatever needed to be taken care of. Um, this is where trust starts to come in. You have to trust that that voice inside of you is your inner guidance. Um, your inner critic, the one that's criticizing you. That's not your inner guidance, friends. Absolutely not. That is your inner critic. That's the person, that's the, the masculine energy in you trying to overpower and trying to take over. Um, but listen to your inner guidance. You also need to listen to that inner critic. Maybe, maybe a little bit, um, but not too much. <laughs> okay. So the next, the next one, number three is owning your thoughts and actions. Here's the O. So my, my four-step process spells flow. The first one is find your rhythm. Second one is listen to your inner guidance. The third one is own your thoughts and actions. This is taking responsibility for who you are as a person, for how you're going to think, for your um, emotions, for your responses. This is taking responsibility for how you are going to take action to either do or maybe action to not do, um, but to just be and to be still. You have to allow yourself to heal the thoughts that are no longer serving you and to heal that inner self or that inner child who is hurting. And you do this through owning your thoughts and actions. Um, 
because it's the inner hurt, the inner self, the inner child that's hurting, that's keeping you from owning your thoughts and actions. So when you're owning your thoughts and actions, um, allowing yourself to heal is one of the first steps. And then you've got to step into your power and believe that your truth needs to be heard, that your inner guidance needs to be heard um, so that you can act on them, so that you can take action from a space of your truth, from a space of knowing your power and knowing your truth. Uh, Remember that you need both the masculine and the feminine to function in your full capacity, to function in flow, if you will. So acknowledging and knowing what those two things are and what they mean to you is crucial, absolutely crucial. So the next step, um, I'm, I'm deviating from my flow right now, my flow acronym, because, um, because that's going to come in a little bit later, but number four in how to tap into your feminine energy is to define what masculine energy means to you and where it shows up in your life, right? Where are you finding that you are um, trying to control or trying to do all the things? Maybe that is just taking charge at home. Um, Maybe that is not listening to your body, but get to know what your definition of masculine energy is what it means to you, and then where it shows up in your life. Maybe even consider how you were brought up and how that, um, re- I, don't, I don't want to say reflect, how that has influenced, that's the word I'm looking for, has influenced your own perceptions and thoughts of masculine energy. So, oh, okay. Number five, in tapping into your feminine energy, how to tap into your feminine energy so that you can be living in your full element is one of my favorites. And I actually almost wanted to put this as number one, but um, I thought I'd put my process first or part of my process first. So creativity. Uh, Creativity is such a divine way and a beautiful way of tapping in to your feminine energy. And um, whatever that may look like, what does it look like to you? What does creativity look like to you? How do you utilize creativity in your daily life, in your job? Think outside the box here, friends. Creativity is not just about coloring, painting, drawing, writing. Although those are all great things and those are wonderful things, um, creativity could be if you're a hairstylist and you're doing hair and that's your creative outlet. Creativity could be um, the way that you engage with people in your job or the way that you, you think about problems that you have to solve. So what does creativity look like to you? If you're considering all of the creative works that God created on this earth and that we are divine creations from him, that we all have creative ability, even if you think you're not creative, believe it or not, you are. Um, Maybe it's the way that you parent your children. What are those creative ways? Let me know. Let everybody else know in the comments. What does it look like in your world? So tapping into that creativity. One of my favorite ways is through writing and um, doing stream of consciousness writing and just letting it out there. Um, These are called morning pages. I call them morning pages still. I took it from um, Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way book. It's a very good, um, very good little book there. But um, 
it really allows me to get my creativity flowing. What allows you to get your creativity flowing? Number six in how to tap into your creativity is receive instead of give. Allow yourself to receive. You don't always have to be the one doing everything for everyone else or um, making sure that everybody else is taken care of. You can receive. And that may mean giving to yourself. That may mean um, just being and, and receiving whatever you need to receive. It may be just receiving love, receiving the energy of someone else in your presence. Uh, number seven in tapping into your feminine energy is to be in nature, um, earthing, engaging your senses completely in nature. Um, I have a podcast episode, episode number 37. I think it's the last podcast episode that I actually did until I took a break. That episode is all about um, forest bathing. And that episode, it's about being in nature and using nature um, to connect with yourself. Um, number eight in how to tap into your feminine energy is self-reflection. So define what feminine energy means to you. And I already said that before, but do this in a self-reflective way. Journal on it. Um, maybe it's your clothes. Maybe it's the way you do your hair or your makeup. Maybe you've gotten out of the habit of doing those things and um, just doing those. some of those things will spark your femininity. Maybe it is getting your nails done. Whatever it looks like, um, do some reflection on that. Number nine is connect with other women, um, both socially and professionally. So connecting and lifting each other up and just being a part of other female relationships is one huge way to tap into that feminine energy. Number 10, one of my favorites is play, 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 play. Take yourself on a play date weekly. Um, what does play look like to you? Maybe it's just stopping on the way home from work at a park and sitting and observing nature. Um, maybe it is doing something with your family that you're playing. Play does not have to look like playing with your kids. Okay. What's play to you? Maybe it's going and hanging out with your friends. Um, maybe it's going, uh, just visiting with your friends or like we have magnolias and margarita night and we watch sweet magnolias and drink margaritas. And sometimes we don't always watch. We just sit and visit and chat and it is so fun. So what are those ways that you play um, and that you can connect with yourself weekly? Because play is so important. Number 11 is self-love. So what are those things that promote nurturing of your mind, body, and your soul. Self-love is not just about getting your nails done or getting your hair done. Um, it is connecting with your soul, with the deeper part of you, that part of you that is um, the, the God-created part that is deep within you, the inside of you. Okay. So it's, it's connecting with that deepness, that depth of who you are. Number 12 in connecting with your tapping into your femininity is to settle into yourself and ground yourself. Nature is a great way to do this. We talked about this already, um, but also practicing yoga, meditation, breathing, prayer, um, any other centering technique that you do to drop back into yourself. I call it settling uh, with my clients. I call it settling, but what are those ways that you can connect or ground yourself and just drop into that? space of, oh yeah, there she is. This is who I am. This is when I'm responding from my place of my inner guidance instead of the place of my brain, my thinking, my analytical self. 
Number 13 in tapping into your feminine energy is to be still and rest. This is one super good way. This goes along with the receiving, but to just be still, rest. Um, Let her rest, okay? A couple more here. Number 14 is to practice mindfulness. Now, I define mindfulness as paying attention to what's happening right now in this moment. Um, It may involve engaging all of the senses to observe what's happening, both inside and outside of your body. And it's not about getting something right or wrong. It's just practice. It's practicing a loving and kind way of looking at your experience in this present moment. Um, Being present with your emotional state as it changes and fluctuates and using your senses to engage with the world around you without judgment, friends, without judgment. Mindfulness does not invite judgment in. So no right, no wrong, not judging your successes, not judging your failures, just being in that moment. And it's something that everybody can do. Um, Number 15 in tapping into your feminine energy is to define who you currently are and who you want to be. This is one that I definitely um, help my clients with, but And it's so important because we don't often think of this. We give ourselves these titles or these identities, and then we get married to them and we don't want to leave them. And when they do leave, or when we are forced to drop some of those titles, um, it's a major life adjustment and a major transition. And so coming up with the definition of who you are and who you want to be, who your identity is in a way that will serve you no matter what stage of life you're in is super critical and super important, but it requires stillness and it requires um, you to, to go inward, to listen to your inner guidance. And then it it could also involve healing and, and doing some of that work as well, but define who you currently are and who you want to be. And then the last one here, this is the end of the the flow process is to witness the results. That's the W witness the results, witness who you are. When you step into your feminine energy, invite the masculine to also be a part, but a more balanced part. Okay. We need both of them. It's that yin and that yang. Um, We need both the feminine and the masculine. Oh, it was a lot ladies. Thanks for hanging with me. If you have, um, you know, tap into your feminine energy um, and share this episode, share this this uh, video with maybe just one other person who you think could find use of it and, and could take advantage of it. Love to you all. Have a wonderful Thursday and I will see you later. Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, Help us grow this podcast by sharing it with even just one other person. And it would mean so much to me if you would take a moment of your time to write a review. Your comments and feedback are what help me continue to bring you topics and guests that can help you and others on their journey in creating health, harmony, and happiness. Remember to head on over to cairnyogawellness.com 
to get the show notes and links from today's episode. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Karen Yoga Wellness. And to continue connecting with more resources that could help you enhance health, harmony, and happiness in your own life, subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again for listening. Thank you.